Hello and welcome to Spiraling Upwards, where we are in pursuit of real holiness of life as a daily response to grace in the companionship of our Lord Jesus Christ and in the love of God the Father. I am Father Robert Healy, and I am delighted to welcome you to episode one, the very first episode of this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very excited to uh, to be talking today with you about, well, you guessed it, what this podcast is about. This is a little bit of the game plan. Why are we here? What do you want to know, and I want to tell you. So let me, let's jump into it. The idea behind this podcast is really that uh, to be able to uh, grow in the spiritual life, it's important to have fuel. It's it's important to have some various different things that are coming from outside of my own mind. You know, I can be running around in circles, but if those circles are just in my own head and I'm not getting input, um, I can kind of get in a holding pattern where maybe I don't like where I am and maybe I do. Maybe I'm completely content with where I am. God, just leave me where I am. I don't need to grow. I don't need to be any holier than I am. I don't certainly don't believe it's possible. Maybe we maybe we don't like where we are, but we can't figure out how to take another step. We don't know how how to grow, how to um, pursue this the heights of holiness. And and maybe we think it's some sort of special gene. Like some people have it. Well, you know, if you if your name starts with S T dot, you know, Saint so and so or Saint uh, Saint Teresa of Avila, Saint John of the Cross, Saint Francis Xavier, Saint Therese of Lisieux, one of these saints, maybe they are called to holiness, but I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm not called to holiness. Well, the whole idea behind this podcast is to recognize that we are called to holiness. Every single one of us. This is something our faith teaches us, that Christ desires us to be living lives of holiness. And that means, first of all, having an idea of what holiness is, not living uh, with an idea that holiness is some sort of unattainable thing, on the one hand, nor that it's undesirable. You know, I think I think our society presents holiness as being some sort of naivete or not experiencing things, virtue as as well, you know, you don't not experiencing this or not having this or not feeling this or not having that. And so if I don't see myself living a virtuous life, I don't see myself living a holy life. Or even if I do, even if I feel like I'm I'm kind of, you know, doing okay. I might not yet have an idea or appreciation, a complete notion of what it could be, what my life could be like if I were living a life of deeper and richer union with God. And that's really what holiness is. Um, as the church teaches us what it means to be holy, it is a matter of union with Christ. And we see this, in fact, in the scriptures when our Lord is speaking to his apostles in the Last Supper, um, perhaps one of the best segments of all the Gospels is uh, in the Gospel of St. John, chapters 13 to 17, when this beautiful dialogue is taking place in which our Lord is sharing with his apostles the reality uh, of his love for them. It's the last discourse, you might say, of his of his time on earth before he undergoes his passion and suffers and dies for them. And, and so he's prepped 
helping them for all sorts of things. And I'd like to read to you just briefly from chapter 15 of St. John's Gospel. This is the first verse, and I'll just read several of these verses here. I am the true vine, and it is my Father who tends it. The branch that yields no fruit in me, he cuts away. The branch that does yield fruit, he trims clean so that it may yield more fruit. You, through the message I have preached to you, are clean already. You have only to live on in me, and I will live on in you. The branch that does not live on in the vine can yield no fruit of itself, no more can you, if you do not live on in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man lives on in me and I in him, then he will yield abundant fruit. Separated from me, you have no power to do anything. Separated from me, you have no power to do anything. And I think sometimes we we look at our spiritual life and we say, well, uh, I, I... I I don't know how to strive for greater holiness. And that's because perhaps we're looking at uh, at the growth in holiness as a matter of something we have to do primarily ourselves. Maybe I'm I'm going to come to the Lord at the end of my life and turn in my report card and say, "Well, here's how I did." And I kind of if I'm if I'm if I've taken that idea, I might be living my life with this sense that God is sitting up in heaven thumping his foot and and kind of with a little clicker in his hand and and clicking at every time I do something wrong, just sitting there judging me, waiting to see uh, if I'm going to get my act together. That is not, in fact, what our faith teaches us. Uh, Life is intended to be. That life is intended to be something lived in union with Christ. And this is indeed something our Lord is saying here in this passage I just read. He's saying, you are the branches of the vine that I am. If I am a vine and you are the branches, then it's not just that we're two trees. You know, sometimes you see two trees that are growing side by side and they're kind of intertwined with each other. And over time they grow so much together that you can't really separate them. Our Lord's analogy is even deeper than that. He's not just saying, I'm a tree and you're another tree right beside me and I want to, I want us to be living so close that we are virtually inseparable. He's saying, I am the vine and you are a branch on that vine. This is the sort of union he desires that our very fruitfulness, our very walk of holiness might be something that is not only motivated, but empowered and made possible by him. And I've been reading out of the uh, Monsignor Ronald Knox uh, translation of uh, the scripture. I, I really like it. It's very beautiful. And, uh, and I like the fact that as he translates this, he says, you have no power to do anything separated from me because it's this aspect of power that I think is sometimes uh, at the heart of people's idea. I know I can speak to myself. Um, There have been times in my life where I felt like it was all a matter of upward thrust. If you've ever uh, seen a plane make a vertical takeoff, you know, take off and then a vertical climb. 
It's very impressive. Why? Because it shows the power of this plane, the immense thrust that it is um, that it is capable of. But any pilot will tell you that a plane that is making a vertical climb is not really flying. It's not really flying any more than a rocket is flying. The wings of the plane that's making a vertical climb are almost just like fins that are keeping it going straight, but it's not, it's not flying. Why? Because the laws of aerodynamics uh, are all about lift, right? It's not just about power. In fact, if you look at the early, um, the, the early inventors who were trying to make flying machines, they all kind of had this idea that um, flight was about flapping. It was something somehow about getting enough downward push that, it, that I can get up into the air. And so if I can create a machine that can flap, because if I stand on the tarmac and I flap my arms, I don't get any, I, I don't get enough lift to be able to do anything, let alone take off. And so there was, there was something revolutionary and wonderful in the, the science of aerodynamics that was coming up at the, at the time Orville and Wilbur Wright were, were designing the first airplane uh, that successfully um, powered its own flight. Well, I'm not trying to pretend to be any sort of uh, expert I'm any more than, than you. I know I, we learn things as we are in school and we hear things, we talk to pilots or people that we know who, who understand these things very well. So I'm not really, I'm not trying to pretend I know anything about flight, but just from what I've learned and in the very basic things that I think that you and I know about flight, we can say that flying is about lift. It's about, uh, about the airfoil and uh, about creating something that pulls you upward, that lifts you up on a, on a current of air and, uh, and produces this wonderful effect in which you're soaring high above the sky, uh, high above the earth. And if you look at these beautiful birds, you know, hawks and eagles, and here in Oklahoma, we have these red tailed hawks that float effortlessly around in the air. Why, why is it so effortless? It seems like it takes so much effort to get up there if it's all about thrust. But thrust is not really flying. If I want to fly, I need to create something which can pull me forward so that I ride up on the air and it carries me into the sky. And so the, the idea behind the name of this podcast, Spiraling Upwards, is really inspired in some sense by these, these beautiful birds that are, um, are flying effortlessly through the air and reaching to great heights, not just because they're doing an incredible amount of work, but specifically because they are riding on upward currents and upon the breeze and they're being carried aloft. And it's beautiful. And it makes us want to do that ourselves. And so from the very dawn of history, I think man has been trying to figure out how to fly. <laughs> it's only in modern, it's only in the last a couple hundred years that, that we've developed machines that can actually do that, which is impressive and incredible. So to, to, if you want to go straight up, there are two ways to do it, I would say. You can go full blast afterburners, 
and just try to thrust yourself upward. But what our Lord is is indicating to us in this gospel that we read is that that's not ultimately going to get us there. We'll eventually run out of gas and we won't have made it to the top. That apart from him and separated from him, we, we, are not, we don't have the power to do anything. The alternative, I would suggest, is a spiral. Just like a spiral staircase is going straight up. It's not just a big ramp, it, but it's, it, it is an upward climb. But unlike a ladder, which is uh, a straight upward climb and um, is definitely um, more hazardous, if you're especially the higher and higher and higher you're climbing, you fall. Boom. <laughs> the idea of a spiral staircase, for instance, would be something which is taking you upward gradually, day by day, step by step, you see. And so the idea behind this podcast is that we are wanting to make a daily response to grace. A response to grace that is in companionship with our Lord. That Our Lord isn't simply sitting in heaven saying, I hope you can make it here. But that he's walking the pilgrim road with us, that he is deeply invested in our being holy, because that's the whole reason he made us. He made us to find union with him, not just in heaven, but here, here on earth. And the scriptures are riddled with these beautiful blessings and these beautiful promises of our Lord saying, if you, if you will only be my people and let me be your God, I will bless you abundantly. I will make you fruitful. I will make you fertile. I will give you the promised land. I will do all these things for you. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. And it's not just about our doing things, nor, on the other hand, is it about our specifically not doing anything. If I decide that uh, it's just too much work, uh, I, I say, well, if I think that flight is all about thrusting myself upward, then I may just sit on the tarmac and never go anywhere. I might think that because my little crop duster can't make a vertical ascent without just stalling out, that it's not worth trying to, uh, it's not tr- worth trying to get into the air at all. And what I would be missing out on what I would be, uh, what, what I would be losing, is the very joy, and the very peace, and the very effortlessness that carries a bird into the very heights of the sky. And so I want to invite you as we as we go with this podcasting each successive week. I'd like to invite you to join me in this uh, in this vertical climb that is a day by day. Uh, response to grace. And we, we're, we haven't really gotten into any content so much um, today. I've just been phrasing what is the purpose of the podcast, but I'd like to encourage you in between now and next week, as you are um, as you are coming to the Lord in prayer, simply to ask him, Lord, please help me to see your involvement in my life. Please teach me that you want to be involved in my life and give me a great desire to have you be involved in my life. Show me how to grow day by day 
Give me your grace that I need and show me how to use it. So that instead of trying to live a spiritual life uh, by my own steam or merely giving up and saying, well, you're going to have to do it if it's going to happen, that I can actually correspond, that I can actually uh, cooperate with your grace, O Lord, in order to be made a saint, to be able to be made into someone who's actually living holiness of life here on earth, living unity with God here on earth, living a joy and a peace that other people can look at and say, I want that. Why am I not like that? I want to be patient like that. I want to have courage like that. Why is this person capable of smiling or enduring peacefully uh, a great suffering that I would be howling about? Why is this person capable of forgiving someone who has done them so much evil and so much wrong? Where does that come from? And I'm simply encouraging you. It comes from the very Lord who wants to be part of your life so much that he insists that you are a branch that needs to be living from his from his life in the vine. So thank you very much. This has been a joy to be with you today. I hope that uh, you'll join me again next week. God bless you. Please pray for me. Thank you.